Thanks for joining us, Lee. Um, can you introduce yourself and kind of give a little synopsis of, uh, you know, what you specialize in? Yeah, thanks, Lauren. So uh, my name is Lee Murphy. I am a wealth manager. Uh, I have offices in San Jose and Morgan Hill, and I'm with Securities America Advisors. Uh, my specialties are retirement planning. So if you are someone that, you know, is focused on getting to retirement, make your money last in retirement, and also uh, company retirement plans. I do a lot of work in that space as well. Nice. Nice. Mm -hmm. So we're going to talk a little bit about the market. I know I uh, text you every time things go up and down and up and down. So <laughs> maybe you can just explain to us a little bit about what's going on and, you know, um, maybe your, your couple of tips that you can give us in order to help invest properly moving forward? Yeah. So, uh, you know, you're talking about people texting when the market goes up and down over the last four weeks, my phone has been blowing up with people just going crazy. Uh, you know, just like what's going on, like everything's falling apart, you know? So yeah, I've been getting a lot of those texts and it is a scary time, but you know, Overall, you know, this is something that, you know, you have to realize that it's temporary and, you know, we're going to get through this, right? So for today, what I'm going to try to do is kind of give you guys some perspective of what's happening and then also kind of give you my seven tips on how you need to handle this because this is the time where, you know, I see people make the most disastrous mistakes in their finances and, you know, they can make mistakes that could set them back for years or just totally lose everything that they have. So my job is to make sure I help navigate this and give you guys some clarity because, you know, I've been in this business for gosh, 10 years almost now. And I feel like, you know, I have a good idea and I've studied the market enough to give really good advice and kind of sift through all the bullshit. Can I say that? Is that all right? Okay. <laughs> okay sorry about that. But, um, so for you guys that don't know, I have a podcast called the Free Retiree Podcast. We kind of let it fly on there. So anytime I get in front of the mic, I tend to not censor myself as much as I should, but I'm going to try to do my best for Lauren's sake. But Luckily, yeah, I'm a New Yorker. So every other- Oh, yeah. Weird, so. New Yorker, you guys That's just kind of greet each other with the bird, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's what I'll be going over. Do you have anything in particular you wanted me to start with? I'll, I'll leave that till the end. I, I kind of want you to start off and just, you know, give us some, let us, tell us what's going on. Why is it? I know the stock market is emotional. Um, and I know people are making some emotional decisions, but what do you think is the best way to handle this market? Okay. So going to your first question, like what exactly is going on? So right now what you're seeing is basically two major things, right? The market is factoring in a lack or shortage of cash flow. That's huge because right now we're looking at all these businesses that aren't operational. People are now working from home. People are being laid off. So the market's pricing in a lower cash flow. The other part that's being factored in is obviously the uncertainty, right? That's the other part of it. People are looking at this like, well, what's going to happen? Is this virus going to shut us down temporarily or are we all going to die? You know? And that's what you're seeing. That's why you're seeing these volatile movements because really no one really knows exactly how this is going to play out, right? There's so many people that are going to say like, well, this will happen and this will happen. And I can give you 
you know, my take on what I think might happen, but honestly, no one knows, no one has an idea what's going to happen. And I think, you know, as an investor, you have to, you have to really have a long-term mindset, right? Anything can happen in the short term, anything. Um, the things that you feel the most certain about as an investor, you think, oh, this is a no-brainer. This is going to do fantastic. If you're that confident about it, you're probably really far off, right? That's what I would tell like most investors in the short term, right? But if as a long-term investor, you can find normalcy and you can find things that make sense and, you know, the percentages play out. So I think, you know, keep your mind on that. Don't be a short-term investor, be a long-term investor. Thanks for that. Um, do you think you can go over the seven tips, your seven tips to get through a market downturn? Yeah, for sure. So the first and probably the most important tip right now is make sure you have a good emergency fund, right? So your emergency fund is basically going to be three to six months of your expenses sitting in your checking account and savings account, right? That is vitally important at this point in time. A uh, big mistake we see people do is they say, oh, you know, the market's down. Let me throw all my money in it. But they're not really factoring the fact that they need that money to sit there in the emergency fund. Because during these times, this is when uncertainty happens, right? You can lose your job. Like it is totally, you might think like, oh, I'm sitting pretty, things are good. But this is when layoffs happen, right? So emergency fund is important at any point in time. But especially at this point in time, it is vital. You got to make sure you have that money sitting in cash because anything can happen at this point in time. Make sure you got your food, your shelter, utilities all factored in. And, you know, uh, I think that is one of the biggest, most important things you can do. Um, so do you have any questions on that? Well, what would you say to someone who may not have enough cushion for a couple months? If you don't have enough cushion for a couple months, I mean, that's unfortunate. That's all I can tell you is, you know, you got to buckle down and save and get to that point. You know, I know times are rough, um, but you have to do whatever you can to make sure you get that cushion during this time. If, you, if you're unemployed, yeah, rightfully so. That is, that's a, that's a difficult situation. I can go into some of the things you can do at this point in time if you're in that unfortunate circumstance. But for you know, the majority of people, I think you know, they have some income coming in. You really got to buckle down and stop spending on the things that aren't important and really prioritize for yourself and your family. You know, you and I spoke briefly via text about forbearance. I know a lot of people who, and these are people who have businesses that are um, taking a forbearance on their homes. And so my thought is, you know, um, it sound, sounded really good in the beginning, but now, you know, if you don't have the money at that time, who's to say you have it in a couple of months when you owe that balloon payment? And so, you know, exactly. it can be a little nervous because that's how you, you know, can go into foreclosure. That, that's a really good point, right? So one of the things with this CARES Act that they've unveiled, that they've just kind of you know, thrown out there and not put a lot of planning behind, there is the opportunity to get some forbearance, right? So if you have a federally backed mortgage, you can request that. And the way it's written is basically for 180 days, you don't need to pay. Your interest accrues. But at the end of that time, a lot of times the terms say it's all due now, interest, all the missed payments. And you're right, if it is written like that, 
that can be disastrous. You can also push it off for another 180 days. So for a total of a year, but what you have to make sure of is the terms of the loan servicer, right? Not all of them are written where it's due right then and there. Some are actually pretty nice and saying like, oh, well, let's put, let's extend out your loan. Let's put it on the back end. That's what you hope for, right? But nothing is uh, the same in this situation. It all depends on the loan servicer. So you have to like, you know, my advice is, you know, if you have to call them really early in the morning before anyone else gets a phone call in there. So you're not waiting forever and really have a conversation and figure out what your options are. Yeah. And that's a whole nother zoom conference, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, is it the secondary market? I mean, that's just like, and there's just so many topics that we can cover, but let's kind of stick to, you know, um, the stock market and you know what mm-hmm. we do so so my question to you is why is the market falling you know um why are people pulling their funds out what why is this happening well like the broad answer i can give you is there's just more sellers than buyers right that that's the main reason when you see this big drop but like i said before the main reasons are the low cash flow and the uncertainty those are the things that are being priced in and until the cash flow situation is resolved, aka opening up the economy, and the uncertainty is resolved, COVID-19, there's going to be that volatility, right? So in the last you know, few months, you've seen volatility go up 4x because of all these things. So we were really in a uh, you know, calm market. And now with those two things, it's, it's caused a little bit of chaos. So yeah, I I know that February marked actually the 128th straight month of economic expansion dating back all the way to June 2009. Um, So when you talk about, you know, us being in a crisis, a lot of people are talking about us being in a recession, but a recession is two quarters of economic decline. Do you, JP Morgan predicted, you know, a a rebound. Do you feel that we'll go into a recession or are you kind of confident that this is just a crisis and that we'll rebound appropriately? And let me just preface this with saying no one knows, right? People can put all kinds of crap out there like, oh, this is what's going to happen. No one really knows what's happening in the short term. So I will just stress that. But I would say that I think of the possibilities of us going to recession is I think likely at this point in time. Right. But there's all different types of recessions, right? 2008 was a catastrophic situation, right? A a total collapse of the banking system. It was very serious, you know, and there's everything from that and there's things that are short in nature. I think as of right now, the way this is playing out, there's a lot of optimism, in the third and fourth quarter of this year. Uh, Things that create that is basically, you know, we're going into warmer months. You see China and South Korea are having some success fighting this and you have your stimulus package, right? Those are the three main things. Stimulus, although it was unveiled and you saw this tick in the market, it actually takes some time for stimulus to take hold. So you're looking at something, you know, I think in a few months, the stimulus actually at that point might take hold. The economy is still closed, right? So you have this great stimulus, but how well can you utilize it? So I think that takes some time as well. Yeah. Yeah. So you think we're going to go into, in layman's terms, you know, nothing's for certain, but we'll, we'll kind of see ourselves in a healthy recession. 
Uh, I would say healthy. I would, <laughs> people, people get upset when I use healthy and recession in the same sentence, but <laughs> I would say that it could be short-lived. There's the potential for that. No one knows. No one knows what's going to happen. Um, but there's a lot of optimism, like I said, in that third, fourth quarter. And really, a recession, all it is, it's two consecutive quarters of negative GDP. And that's very likely. That, that definitely could happen. Being in real estate, we kind of have no choice but to be optimistic because if we start freaking out, then people start freaking out about their houses. Hey, stuff. you got to so be optimistic. I have to say healthy recession. Oh, we're going into a healthy recession. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you got some healthy weight gain going on. Yeah, that's what I feel like right from this whole recession thing. Like, you know, you could use, yeah, I'm getting, that's another thing. That's a bigger issue right now is my 10 pounds of weight I think I put on since this whole shutdown happened. But oh, I'm going for another a- topic. I digress. <laughs> I'm, going, I'm going for a walk after this. Yeah. So, so yeah. I can go on to the second, the second part, right? Yeah. So first one was the emergency fund. The second thing that I think is vitally important, it's kind of related to it, is budgeting, right? Budgeting with yourself or your significant other is vitally important at this point in time. Monthly budgeting. Um, a lot of people are pretty loose with their budget. They don't really have a good hold of where the money's going. At this point, you have to be super strict about your budgeting. Um, I always recommend for my clients that they get themselves on what I call 50, 30, 20 budget. So 50% of your money should be going to your discretionary expenses or your essential expenses, which is like, you know, roof over your head, healthcare costs, food. Uh, Your discretionary is stuff like going out to eat, um, you know, trips. And then your 20% is saving, you know, retirement accounts, savings money. Uh, At this point in time, that 30% of discretionary, you really need to buckle down and get that close to zero as possible. Because like I said, during this time, anything can happen. Um, People are all, you know, their jobs, their livelihood is, you know, uh, in an uphill battle. So you have to be prepared for that in case the worst happens. Nice. That that's something that I personally need to work on. Um, I mean, I'm saving a little bit of money you know, not being able to go out to restaurants. It's what I like to do. Um, I know that's been easy for me too. It's like, (laughs) you can't waste money as easy, right? With all these restaurants shut down. But budget is for sure, you know, and, and, you know, toilet paper, I'm assuming is also in that 50% because people seem to be uh, buying a lot of toilet paper. Oh, that's an essential. That's an essential right now. (laughs) I can't save money for that toilet paper. Send help. All right. (laughs) What's the, what's the third tip you got? So third one is you have to reduce your portfolio distributions, particularly if you're in retirement, right? Obviously right now selling stocks or securities at this point in time, I would not advise it. Um, but there are people in retirement that they rely on the distributions from their portfolio on a monthly basis. And, you know, this is when you should really take down that distribution because even though, you know, things should be fine if you have a modest and responsible distribution on your portfolio. You are still taking, you know, losses during this time because the market's down. So you want to make sure you're not taking heavy distributions from the portfolio. That'd be my third one. Um, the fourth one, kind of related to that, is take advantage of this moment, right? A lot of people are scared, they're leaving the market, um, but this is an opportunity as well, right? 
that's this is this is what it is like it is scary um times you know it's uncertain but there are opportunities here right the reason the stocks are dropping partly is that you know the potential for return is you know hypothetically priced in to a lot of these securities so this is your time if you've planned well and you've budgeted well this is the time for you to drop in that money right so take advantage of this time. Same thing with on the real estate side, right? This is when, you know, opportunities start to, it starts to knock during these times. If you have the cash, if you have done a good job, you know, in your financial picture, there might be a great opportunity in the next six months for you to get into a home. And like, I'm a firm believer that, you know, you shouldn't wait for the bad time. And, you know, investing in the stock market always makes sense. Investing in real estate always makes sense. But there's special times like this where you get special opportunities. So you have to keep that in mind. That's my number four. Any questions? No, but I, I totally agree with you. We're still seeing a lot of sales, in, in, specifically in San Jose. Um, homes are still selling, you know, the desirable homes and the way we're doing business, you know, with virtual 3D tours. Of course, you know, these, uh, these purchases are contingent on the buyer um, seeing the home, but the, so contingency periods, instead of being shorter, are now a little longer. But besides that, we're still seeing great prices in the Bay Area. And that's one thing a lot of people do. They try to wait, and waiting's probably not the best, um, not the best way to go when it comes to both, you know, yeah, I, I totally agree with you on that. Like when it comes to investing, playing that waiting game, you know, I know people, uh, you know, from 2012 and 13 that were like, oh, I'm going to wait for the market to drop. I mean, you, and they're still, they're still waiting. They're probably still waiting now. And, you know, that's, you know, as an investor, you have to have that long-term mentality, right? Those things make sense generally in the long term. If you have a good approach to your real estate, you have a good approach to your investment portfolio, it's going to work out, right? But there are special times like this where if you have some extra on this, extra money on the sideline, take advantage. The other thing is number five, rebalance, right? So if you have a portfolio, make sure, you know, if your stocks have taken a hit like most people's have, make sure you're selling off some of your bonds that probably haven't, you know, done as bad and buying those stocks at a depressed price, right? That's another way to come up in this situation. My number six, number six is very important. Don't listen to the news. It's true. People always like look at me like, what? I'm not supposed to listen to the news. I'll tell you the news. There's just so much bullshit on the news. Like you, there's so much misinformation. Um, And the thing is what the news does is it has to sell fear. It has to, that's how you, that's how they get ad revenue. That's how, you know, they generate money. So what's going to sound better? Uh, brief recession or billions of dollars lost by Americans from the crisis. The second one's going to sound a lot better, right? And so people are going to buy into this and they're going to read all these articles and, you know, anyone these days can put something on the internet and write doom and gloom. Don't buy any of that. Don't listen to that stuff because, Generally, most of it's nonsense and it's all short-term in nature. Um, but I, I really believe that. Don't listen to the news too much, you know. Follow good investing principles, right? That's what makes sense. Filter out all the other noise. And my last one is patience. 
that's that's huge in this this time um i know it's tough you know when you see big hits to your portfolio and you see drops in prices of your assets but you just have to remember this is all temporary stuff and if you have patience things will turn around you know there's a great quote um you know the market is a device that transfers wealth from the inpatient to the patient and there's a lot of truth to that right you have to be one of those people that is patient and understands how to weather this right so that's my number seven that's some great advice honestly um i'm glad you touched upon the news because the news has been a huge fear factor for many individuals you know um and uh, I remember last year when everything was all he- uh, all you know prosperous. I we, I listened to this ec- economist. I can't think of his name right now, but he said that the media will that he said you know next year 2020 people are waiting for a recession. We'll probably enter a recession, but the media is going to be the one that psychs us into a recession. So oh yeah, and you know what the thing is, people always want to say like you know, recessions are the worst thing in the world. I have a sick view of them. I think that they're healthy. I think you need recessions. I think that this part of the economic cycle. Um, Sooner or later, if we didn't have this coronavirus and the economy continued the way it was, there would be a recession because the way it works is, you know, you got low unemployment numbers, people make more money that gets injected in the system. Then you have the price of goods goes up. Companies have to cut back. What's the easiest way to combat that? You lay off people, those people don't have money. Recession. So I'm a, I'm a firm believer in, you know, we have to have these cycles. Um, this one was probably brought on a little bit prematurely, but also it kind of resets us, I think. So we're due for a correction. So well, uh, this is more than a correction. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. I wanted to ask you, um, because I have a lot of clients who are small business owners and here they have, you know, um, their mortgage or their rent, and then they also pay rent at a storefront or an office. What is some advice that you have for small business owners at this time that are just trying to tread water, just trying to stay afloat during this time? Yeah, I mean, much love for all the small business owners that are going through this. Like, first off, foremost, like if you listen to this, you know, and you're a big Amazon person or online shopper, you know, uh, do your, you know, try to help out your community. And if you can look for the opportunity in using a small business because they're getting destroyed by this situation. They're, um, you know, restaurants, small businesses, owners in general, the gig economy, um, not many people are getting hit harder than those people. So, you know, as a good human being, you can go out and support these people. But, you know, to answer your question, uh, there's a few things, right? So right now with the unemployment, uh, it's open to small business owners for them to file. And it's generally, you know, I'll just say for California, you know, your unemployment is generally capped around 450 a week. But with this new CARES Act, they get an additional 600 on top of that. So filing for unemployment is, you know, an option and it's extended. So it goes out to 39 weeks. So if you're a sole proprietor, freelancer, you know, business owner, that is an option at this point in time. Generally it's not. Um, Also there's the PPP or the payroll protection program. Basically what that does is it takes 
um, from your recent tax filing it takes 2.5 or 250% of your monthly uh, payroll from the previous tax filing year. And, you know, they can give you that in the form of a loan through the bank and it's forgivable. So it's really, it's a loan, but it's a forgivable loan. The reason they did that is because it's easier for the government to get the money out that way than for them to send everyone money, right? And, you know, take applications because the banks can do part of that work for them and it's easy to get the money to the business owners. So that's, that's another way. And then the third one is basically EIDL. Uh, that's a program where they offer $10,000, uh, you know, disaster relief, as long as it's used for mortgage, rent, and other business, ex- uh, other business expenses. So it's rather broad, whereas the PPP is more for payroll and mortgage and rent. This one has a little bit broader scope to it. And, uh, you know, that's, that's a good option as well. And if you need money on top of that, you can look at through the EIDL, they have, um, loans that are basically 30 year at, you know, 3.75. So not a terrible option if you're desperate. Thank you for that. I I know a couple of people who've applied for those, you know, loans and hopefully, you know, there's some more forgiveness down the road. Yeah. It's, uh, they rolled it out so fast and it's really a crapshoot at this point in time. So a lot of them need the money, but you know, they rolled it out so fast and there's so many people that need it. Um, it's going to be tough, but don't, you know, don't lose sight. Keep trying if you get denied and hopefully, you know, things will turn out good in the end. Just hold on for the ride, right? Yep. (laughs) Well, I'm going to open it up and see if anyone else wants to ask any other questions. Ernesto, Ramsey, anyone? All right. Hey. No, I'm good. This is Ramsey. No, great, great presentation. A lot of great information. Thank you. Thanks so much. Well, I guess we're running out of time. And uh, so I just want to thank you, Lee, for hopping on and giving us some tips. Um, I'm definitely going to be posting those seven tips on my Facebook page. And, you know, um, thank you for all of your valuable information and you know, you're a great resource to turn to. Thanks. Thank thank you. It's been fun. And, uh, you know, if you guys, uh, have some extra time, look at the free retiree podcast, you know, we're on Apple, Google, Spotify, uh, you know, come check out the podcast that I run. I totally will. The free retiree, the free retiree. (laughs) You'll, you'll see it. I'm holding a bull, a random statue of a bull and a bear. So you can't miss it if you're on Apple or a Google. I'll definitely chime in. Thanks so much, Lee. Hey, no problem. All right. Everyone stay happy and healthy. Stay healthy. Bye-bye.